0: Where's my goddamn lasagna, John? It's time for part two. Th-
1: this is just like to satisfy my own curiosity, and we talked about it a little bit on on our episode. But um, being a fan of just creepy old animation, especially the animation, the black and white cartoon when they're in. Um, I think it's Jim's apartment, or it's p- perhaps I'm trying to remember—is it a neighbor's yeah, apartment? It's yeah. yeah, it's Jim's apartment. Part yeah, and he comes back, and right before or as the um, very kind of alarming, you know, announcement is kind of coming over the, you know, the PA system in the in the neighborhood there, that cartoon that's on screen. Yeah, is that something that's original, or is that where does that come from? I
0: made it. It's, I'm a I'm an animator.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that you say that, now, now that you said that yeah. at the beginning, I was like, I bet that was his cartoon. But I remember at the time us yeah. talking about it and going like, Where is that from? That it was just a cool little bit yeah. of animation. But I was I was curious as to whether or not that was yours. So or not. you
2: also I rewatched the sentence just like before our like for this episode and whatnot, and I noticed something at the end of that cartoon specifically. Is that wolf like actually having sex with the things that were okay? All right, I didn't know. <laughs> Noticed it the first time around and i was like that's what's going on i think this is happening yeah. well thank you thank you for that yeah, well,
0: the, Appreciate um, it. I, originally i wasn't even going to use that cartoon i was like that's a cartoon i made in like 2013 or something but then and i was going to try to just find like a i wanted to use like one of those like um old uh like War, like public domain warner brothers cartoons of like uh where there's a bunch of like like there's like a, a guy in like a pot and there's a bunch of savages like like
1: mm-hmm. oh yeah and yeah, and yeah, stuff.
0: yeah but then i was like people are probably gonna like um you know regard that as being like because it's because it, it's it's a banned cartoon because it's a racist cartoon right
3: mm-hmm. I, yeah, oh, I, was yes, like, yeah.
0: Nah. I mean i don't think that this using this in this context is bad but it's probably better that we just don't risk it and it's also probably nice too to like have something that like is you know that looks like it's an old cartoon sort of but like mm-hmm it's not it's it's not because then people are going to be like what the hell is that you know and they're going to be like you know well, we
1: had the conversation about it, but if it was that, or if it was, you know, the, like, you know, dancing skeletons or something that we've seen before, like it probably would have just in, in one ear out the other. But okay. yeah, it was like this weird, like uncanny valley of like, is that a real old cartoon? Yeah. You know what well, I mean? I wouldn't,
0: I wouldn't use the dancing skeletons. You know, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 but you yeah.
1: know I'm talking about? You know, something that was like somewhat recognizable or, you know, um, and, and th- this led me into something else I just thought about because Meg, we were, I think Meg, we were teasing you about your, your, um your theory about the, uh, the swollen eyes, you know, some, mm. s- you know, the infected, the, you know, folks were <laughs> infected in the virus in the movie. They have this almost looks like some sort of like anaphylactic reaction or something where they have this swelling around the eyes. Yeah. yeah what, and I think- what, what was your theory? I think you suggested I think you said it was make, like I semen try, or
2: something like that's what Yeah, I was you tried like, to suggest that their faces yeah, were just like they're all just skip yeah.
1: <laughs> but we were cu- curious about what what like in your mind kind of where where did that element come from or how does that translate did that have something to do with the the tears? Right. I, I know I think I heard you talk about in an interview that like the original um plan or perhaps even what was in the script yeah. was that people would like start bawling like violently crying before you know when they were infected or whatever but
0: no it's it's more just like like it was supposed to be kind of the way it was where you're you're just you're infected and you're doing your infected stuff but there's just you're just Mm. there's just tears coming from your eyes right like Mm. you're just you're just crying and and the the idea was that like um uh the idea is that like you know i mean if you if you're crying for I don't know an hour like your eyes get pretty puffy. Like if you're crying mm-hmm. for like, mm-hmm. if you're crying for like three hours, like like heavily nonstop, stop those, those glands are gonna get like um you know over overused or whatever and you're mm-hmm.
1: just Yeah, super inflamed uh, that, or whatever. That was
0: just sort of like the, the like I for some reason like I thought that was kind of like kind of disturbing. Like like if you imagine like if they if you're in some kind of weird like war experiment camp or something and they gave you some sort of medicine that like made you not be able to stop crying. And then after a while, mm-hmm. like the, just your your tear ducts just started to like get, um, you know, just overworked, and then and your eyes just started getting all like puffy and weird, and like and it was almost mm-hmm. like a like a, like a the worst sty you've ever had in your life kind of thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. But and, but it's not visible. It's like under. It's like underneath the skin. Yeah. Um, so like yeah. That uh, that that was just kind of you, you you know you try to come up with sort of like a fictional virus and fictional symptoms, and you try to think about them like realistically and then hopefully it it comes across as being you know maybe maybe uh when people watch it they're kind of like they're not thinking about it directly but it it kind of indirectly kind of affects them in kind of an interesting way you know like ew like ew or something (laughs) yeah it was
1: very effective
4: that's why we yeah we had the conversation i think the other thing we talked a lot about is uh, the way people's eyes blacked as far as their pupils yeah and Mm -hmm. like it like we were discussing how like that's like a predatory response for but like yeah, when predators right, yeah we're, for when predators that. are like excited but the other thing is, like it came to my mind after we did the episode is like when people are doing drugs yes. and like they're doing cocaine their right. pupils will you know dilate like that as well and like you, that's part of it is like people are experiencing both happiness and pain and anger and everything all at the same time mm-hmm, so it's yeah. like they're riding the best high while also being a predator so like of course their eyes are open black like that
0: yeah mm. that's kind of like um that's that really is more of what i was thinking like just kind of like um when you're when you take like ecstasy or, or something or molly as the kids call it these
3: days. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> the
0: uh like like that the girl in the subway with like her 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 blouse is torn and and she's wearing she, she's got like a skirt and stuff like and
3: mm-hmm.
0: and she's kind of just like experiencing this like like m- moment of just like the best she's ever felt in her entire life. Um, that's kind of I. that. And then also at the very end, when Jim says like, it feels amazing, like, like uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah like that, like that's something that I, that I wanted to kind of get across with uh, the virus, you know, the symptoms of the virus is that it really feels great to, to be like this. It feels like just such a release. It's like a pure joy uh, to, to be like this, but at the expense of like everyone yeah. else,
3: mm-hmm.
0: which I think yeah. kind of like a, you know, kind of a scary, cool, kind of like, almost like a goth kind of idea or something.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's very like, strangely nihilistic, mm-hmm. too. Like, I mean, in us living in Western Pennsylvania, we're in like, you know, zombie, you know, we're in zombie country, we're in Romero country, uh, you know, like uh, Night of the Living Dead was shot 20 minutes from my house, you know, so like there, you know, there's lots of like, disproportionate amount of probably like, Respect and gravity and things for like the the zombie film genre, and the one thing that's always like the most impressive thing about like the the twist on the you know the infection compared to all the you know traditional incarnations of it is you always have this feeling of either empathy or apathy towards the infected because either. They're dead, and who fucking cares? Yeah. Or they are these unfortunate souls who are, you know, in agony. You know, I think about the, you know, Return of the Living Dead, where she's, you know, half a torso laying on the board talking about how painful it is to be dead and all this stuff. In this instance, they're, like, gleeful, having a fucking blast. You know what I mean? It just, like, completely flips the way you think about the level of empathy you're feeling for the affected and the people who are... Being inflicted upon by the infected. Yeah. Well,
0: let's 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 talk about uh, the uh, the elephant in the room, because um, mm-hmm. because uh, actually, like one of the things that I've tried to state, like to be very upfront about, was was how much of an influence uh, Garth Ennis's comic book Crossed was.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: It, are you guys familiar with that? I haven't read it, but I, we're aware. I haven't read it either. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm I'm familiar with it, but haven't read it. So so the thing is, is like um, in terms of like the characters and in terms of like, you know, sort of what the story is about. And in terms of the, Mm. um, like the themes of the, of the comic, the sadness is Mm -hmm. is not, is not really the same uh, because that sort of idea of it feeling good to be like that sort of idea of like, you know, this is the best day of your life kind of aspect of it. And also sort of this, the transformative, uh, the transformative quality of like being someone who's like unhappy with, with their life being unhappy with mm-hmm. their with their um you know the systems failed them let's say you know and, and we can see this with yeah. the businessman or we can see this even with molly t- to some degree you know um
3: mm-hmm.
0: and, and all of a sudden like you know they're able to to have to to find their purpose in life like finding your fi- having this virus having this like horrible kind of murder murder virus become uh you know like to to for it to kind of come on you. And then, and then all of a sudden you realize who you are and you realize like sort of, you know, all of a sudden like everything makes sense and, and, and everything seems great. And all of a sudden, you know, cause pur- mm. purpose is such an important thing to have in life. Right. Um, to, to yeah. know, kind of what you're doing, what you're for, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So, um, those kinds of things are, are really kind of what I are the interesting things thematically in the sadness. Um, uh, and then also, um, but okay. But then the thing is, is like, I had read crossed when it first came out, like in the, probably the, late 2010s i think um mm-hmm. and and uh basically it's it's just like the premise in, in a very very like quick way you can just say like uh one day all of a sudden um something happens that because it's not it's not necessarily like a virus in crossed right uh, it, it's okay. never really explained what it is um it's it could it it is sort of alluded to be something biological because it, it creates like a, a cross on your face like a
1: a, a, like a physical yeah one. yeah
0: yeah, uh, yeah.
3: like, um, like okay. blistering
0: like a rash a, a rash exactly mm-hmm. so uh okay so like the thing is is that so that that's that's like identi- that makes them identifiable as as infected but basically it's like one day something happens where something makes people uh want to do the worst thing that they can that they can think of like that's that's what that's the log line right uh and okay and okay so it's kind of and it's kind of like um it's such a It's something that like, I feel is, uh, it's so, it's such a, just a general thing that it's kind of like, you know, you don't, you don't get to, you don't get to just have that idea, idea (laughs) yourself. It's, it's kind of like, like, you know, okay. So there's uh, one day the dead rise from the grave and started eating the living, you know? It's like there's lots of movies yeah. like that, you know. You don't, you don't, yeah, yeah. You, st- you can't just, you can't.
1: Yeah, George Romero didn't invent the idea of ghouls. <laughs> well, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> but yeah. I mean, but I, but I mean, even you know, to be honest, like I really do believe that he did invent the idea of the modern ghoul. You know? Yo, and, yeah, yeah, he did
1: to a certain extent. Yeah, and
0: I, but but I mean, a better way to say it would be like you know, the the Walking Dead didn't, didn't invent zombies, right? Mm-hmm. Like, sure. And, sure. And the walk, and no one, no one would really accuse the Walking Dead of being like a bald faced ripoff of the dead mm-hmm. series. It's just kind of, it's just like, we, we've established sort of just this mythology and then, and it's kind of just, it's, we can kind of work within it, you know, like at this point, cause it's like, yeah. cause um, you know, like to, to be honest too, like, I mean, uh, there's a James Herbert novel called the fog that i had read uh, years before where um, there's a scene actually in that, in that novel where like a bunch of uh, students, uh, they assault their their gym teacher at school like they because the idea is the same thing it's but it's a it's a gas it's like the gas makes Mm -hmm. you just want to do like the worst thing you can you can think of uh yeah and then these these students they they get affected by the gas but the gym teacher doesn't and then they end up just like uh you know beating the hell out of them and they and they try to put like a baseball bat baseball bat in his ass and stuff and like all this all -hmm. this stuff like at at the at the school and i mean that that Mm -hmm. scene uh is sort of like a standout scene of that novel and and i was like oh man mm-hmm. i gotta like having students turn on like an adult like that is so cool yeah it's so nasty so we got to put that in the sadness right so like i mean that's yeah. that that uh, but then at the same time i really do believe that something like the the james herbert's the fog not jo- not john carpenters the fog um yeah uh was an influence for, for-
1: i would say i don't remember that happening to tom atkins <laughs> but <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, it was uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, she 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 caught him slipping, and she slipped. Him <laughs> in, and that, but yeah. um, but anyways, um, yeah. Like so, the, the, the thing is, is that um, uh, that that novel probably
3: uh, you know it
0: it you know that's that's from like the '80s or or, or no, maybe it's even the late '70s. So I mean, that this, this these are the kind mm-hmm. of things that probably like get the get the ether stirring, and then and it, yeah. it allows sort of like Garth uh, Ennis to start writing. Uh, crossed. He's never said that, obviously, but like, I mean, um, yeah. you know, the, the point cool. is, is that there's just stuff out there where there's just like, you know, uh, mass mass insanity. I mean, we have like, you know, we have the crazies and stuff like that. But I, but the one thing that I will concede though is that like, um, what he re- what Garthan has really understood uh, uh, with Crossed is that, and and you've you've said it too, Brian, is that what makes it what makes it scary. What what kind of is is that sort of horror revelation that you have, is uh, just how adding malice to zombie uh, structure is uh, is yeah that that's special like that's that's the mm-hmm. special thing you know and um, yeah. I mean that's and and I I recognize that uh, right from the beginning I, and and I also recognize that as something that didn't necessarily have to be. Um, uh, re- reliant on a big budget, like malice is free, yeah. you know? So when I was, yeah. when I was given the the task to do a zombie movie, like, cause that was, that was the, that was the, the, the contract, right? It was, it was like, you have to do You have to write a zombie movie. You have to do it in like less than eight months and, mm-hmm. and you're going to get this much money to do it. Right. Which was not a lot. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you guys mentioned production value and stuff. Um, I'll, I'll attribute, I'll attribute uh, that a lot of that to the fact that we were, that, we were using ari prime lenses and just the look mm. of the sadness is looks it looks a lot better than just like a lot of these movies you'll see like yeah you know, yeah whatever like on on uh just some bullshit netflix movie that comes out or something like it just looks like a throwaway movie but you turn it on and you're mm. just like oh i know what this is already and turn it off but uh, sure <laughs> sure
1: so yeah it looks it looks it looks slick uh, you know what i mean that's like that's the that's the uh the the layman's term, how I would describe compared to, yeah, like you said, uh, the average movie I'm pulling up on Tubi or something.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I I, I would like to think that it's like a far cry ahead of like Jurassic Shark or something, you know? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, I mean, Santa Jaws is a modern masterpiece (laughs) and I will not have anyone say
0: I really liked liked Amityville Dollhouse. I thought that (laughs) actually was kind of good. Like, I was like, yeah. cause it's like, they have that stupid, that, oh, whatever. We won't talk about that right yeah. now.
1: Well, the, one other thing I'll say, and, and and I'm not familiar with, really, with Crossed. I mean, I've seen maybe some imageries, now that you guys say the face thing. Like, I have definitely seen that imagery before. But but the thing I immediately went to when I started, and even when I was taking notes, I don't know if I said it on the episode or not, but when I was taking notes after watching the sadness, go, having gone in, you know, as, as... um as blind as I could have, it was, I, I I remember typing down, and again, I was probably like moderately to highly stoned. So I was sitting there taking notes. And I thought to myself, like, this is zombies, right? This is modern, you know, uh, um, kind of 28 days later style, like rage zombies or whatever, combined with this old, you know, concept that I've always found really interesting as a angsty, emo teenager reading Edgar Allan Poe, there's this concept of the uh, um, the imp of the perverse, which is this concept that, that it was a f- concept that's very, very old, but that Poe kind of coined this phrase to describe it, which is this idea of no matter how earnest a person is or how friendly or how nonviolent a person is you get that weird feeling in the back of your mind. And I think he uses the example of like sitting, standing on a cliff with a friend. And for some reason in the back of your brain, you're thinking I might shove this person off this cliff. Exactly. And you're like, I would never do that in a million right. years. This is my friend. I would. Why would I do that? But there is this thing in the back of your brain as a human that's saying, "But I could if I wanted." to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. Or, yeah. or just like you know, like because that that's that ex- that's exactly exactly what what the whole thing is all about. You know, it's about like yeah, it's about like if we think of the, if we think about that sort of in terms of modern physiology you know like if we can mm. call it like maybe isolate that to like a collection of neurons or something and then like mm-hmm. what a virus does is it just kind of like like builds a little like builds a little, there's a little bridge, little, yeah and then or or, yeah. or, or disconnects or something yeah. you know mm-hmm. but the, the sure. point is, is that the the ultimate effect is like um you know you're walking by um you know you're walking by like a toddler walking holding the hand of its mother and, and you're just like you know like you know I. I really know that I shouldn't kick that toddler, you know, and then, and then you end up, <laughs> and then you, but then if you have the virus, like that's, that's just, you, you're compelled to do it beyond your control, you know? Mm-hmm.
3: And then you're, yeah. and
0: then you're rewarded by like a, a huge hormone, like endorphin rush. Yeah. Right. yeah.
1: Yeah. There's like dopamine flooding your brain when you do something yeah. awful. Like
0: what, a, yeah. what, a, what a wild, wild virus that is, you know, another, <laughs> yeah. Another, Another thing you could, like, another influence that I had, and I wish that I, I wish that I had um, thought a little bit more about because, like, you know, you, I, we made, I made the sadness, and then, like, as I thought more about it, I thought of ways that I could have, like, added, you know, uh, made it, made, made the virus aspect of it, and sort of what the virus Mm -hmm. means, kind of more interesting. Um, Mm. But like, uh, the there's a book called uh, a short story actually called The Screwfly Solution, by. uh, uh, Rakuna Sheldon, or, or I think it's like Alice Sheldon. Rakuna is like a pen name, but anyways, like it's this, they actually did a masters of horror episode of it, uh, mm-hmm. in the second season. It's like, um, I think maybe Joe, D- Joe Dante directed it, but it's like, um, it, the idea of the, the idea of this, of this, um, story is that there's a, there's a kind of biological agent released into the world that make, that only affects men. And what it does, or or it it affects everyone, but men only have like the, you know uh, the,
1: like the genetic
3: precursor right, like it, or the, something.
0: It, it affects like the Y chromosome or whatever. Like it, mm. it only affects men. Yeah. So um so what it does is it is it reroutes the reroutes the brain so that um, the 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 uh, how you say that like sexual arousal is connected mm. directly to like to like top tier aggression. So now mm-hmm. whenever you're you're you know, you're uh, with your wife and you're, and you're watching TV and all of a sudden, like, you know, you start kind of like fooling around a little bit. And then as soon as you start getting like sexually aroused, like you're, you're compelled beyond, beyond any kind of, uh, control to, to just like to murder her, right. To, to rip her apart with your bare hands. Like that's, that's what horny mm-hmm. means now. That's and then, so and yeah, then yeah. what happened, and then, that's a shirt, by the way, TM. <laughs> that's, a shirt. that's,
1: that's what horny means yeah. now. So, so, so
0: that's, so that's what horny means now. And then, and then what happens is, um, <laughs> And this is the interesting part is that because this is the way that all men are now, uh, or, or at least a lot of men are, and and every other aspect of life is fine. They're still thinking, they're still driving cars, they're still going to their jobs and stuff. As long as you're not horny, you're okay. You know,
3: mm-hmm. uh, but
0: then, but then um, what happens is uh, b- because this is this is the way I feel about women now, like now... Like whenever whenever I'm I see like a, a salacious like bikini ad or something, I just feel like like horrible, like horrible, murderous anger. All of a sudden it's it starts this like um, this like movement, like a social movement where it's like uh, almost like a, a, a how do you say that? Like a fundamentalist kind of religion called, and they call themselves mm. the sons of Adam where they, it's like, they want to just, they want to just destroy all women because, and they, they figured it out and they relate it to like the biblical texts. Like Eve is the one who uh, kicked uh, Adam out of the, out of the garden of Eden. So it's actually all women's fault. And in fact, like if we can get back to like a society with only men, then we'll, we'll be all, we'll be all, um, you know, better off. But it, it, the, mm-hmm. the amazing thing is that it all comes from just this, stupid brain thing, you know, like this, mm-hmm. and, and in the end, we find out that it's actually the uh, spoiler for everybody. That's going to read that book. It's actually aliens that, that use it to um, uh, they, they just, they do it not, not to, not to kill women. They do it to kill the, all the species, because if you remove one yeah. sex, then you mm-hmm. remove them all eventually. Mm-hmm. right? And then right, so right. it's a, all, a bunch of dead humans. And, uh, and then they can come in and, and take over the earth. So that, and, and that, yeah. that, that, that sort of aspect of like it, A biological kind of um small biological kind of um thing thing uh turning into sort of this social thing like a like a social socio-religious uh political thing i thought that was just like a such a brilliant idea you know uh uh, yeah that that, that's a book i cannot recommend uh enough it's it's written like a dracula like it's all journal like it's like found uh, fiction oh okay like
3: journal oh interesting
0: okay and and you can sort of see people changing and it's really really great like it's short too it's only like 120 pages long or something so i mean i got screwfly solution that that's that's if i I would recommend anything to read that that's the one Uh, especially
2: i'm ready for it cool (laughs) talk about it next time
1: (laughs) yeah No, that was uh, it's it almost reminds me uh, of a movie that I remember when I saw really enjoying and feeling like it was something that I like now this was years ago, but really like felt like I could sink my teeth into, you know, and, and, and that I was eager to talk to other horror fans about. And then apparently everyone else in the on the earth hated it but me, which was The Happening. M. Night Shyamalan's The, the <laughs> Happening when that came out. And, and I get now why people don't like it. The performances are weird and Mark Wahlberg is difficult in that movie and all that stuff. But I remember walking out of the theater going wow, there's a lot like to unpack there. I don't know that it was necessarily executed (laughs) the greatest way possible, but it was one of those things where, yeah, anytime it's something that demonstrates the like biological and chemical vulnerability of our species is always real scary to me. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, I I actually like that movie too. I find that movie to be very watchable, like easy Mm -hmm. to just put that on and just kind of be like, you know, this is it, it goes down pretty easy. Goes down like a, yeah. like a 7-Eleven sandwich, just like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> super easy. And then, uh, but but you're right. Like just that, and you you actually stated it very well. Like the the vulnerability, like the like total just open vulnerability to to something like that. You know, especially like not so much like okay, we're vulnerable to like a virus, like like we are with uh, COVID or whatever. But more like we're we're open to our like we think that our personalities and our, and our, the way that we think and the, and the, the kind of the, our intelligence and all that kind of stuff is like, is pretty rock solid, but like all it takes mm. is like just a, one little tweak. And all of a sudden you're a completely different person. And, and if, if you've ever, yeah. if you've ever, um, you know, had experience with dealing with someone with like dementia or something like that, you can see that very clearly. And it also, it also mm. brings like, it also kind of raises really in- interesting questions about the afterlife. Cause it's kind of like, you know, if, if you get, if you get like brain damaged, uh, and you turn into a different person is it, is like is your ghost like that or is your ghost like, like how it was before you know like like, <laughs> yeah. or, 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 like how many things how many physical kind of like things that, that have happened to you in your life have changed your personality and those yeah. all go away if if you if you become a ghost or if you go to heaven or whatever, yeah you know? hmm. it's like, know. yeah especially bringing bringing the
1: religious aspect of it, which i'm, I'm not at all religious person but i'm just painfully interested by religion um and like Christian iconography and that sort of thing. And like, what, what is, what is God's stance on if you get murdered by a tree? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like he made that tree. He gave that tree the wherewithal to murder me if it wanted to, <laughs> you know, How?
4: how's it Whose fault is that? How's the tree going to murder you? He's talking about the happening again. Oh, I see. see. (laughs) If if suicide is a mortal sin, and then the tree that God made makes you commit suicide, well, then whose (laughs) fault is that?
0: (laughs) You know what that sounds like? If the the happening was like a huge, big success, that would be like the Saturday Night Live skit.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> or you know what I, I died of food poisoning because I ate like because I ordered a you know a, a questionable item at this restaurant you know. But the tree told me to right. do it. I did, I would not have otherwise done it. Like, I can see the sketch writing itself.
0: Yeah. It be, it like Bill Farrell dressed up, like, with a beard and stuff, you know? <laughs> like, on the heaven set. Um,
1: be like, why? You committed suicide. You ate the lobster at the diner. Hmm. And it's like, no, that was the tree. <laughs> it's a million-dollar idea, guys. TM, don't take it. Don't steal Brian it. is trying to I'm write The Happening out. too. <laughs> happening to electric boogaloo here it comes
0: So, what else is going on guys <laughs> yeah.
1: well i mean but you know I, I i know this is a, a bit of a, a a cliche question but one i'm always interested in is you know what what's uh what's what's on the horizon for you is there something else you're working on are you laying low you know is that something maybe it's something you
0: can't talk about no i can i can talk about whatever I, it's just that um you know. uh yeah like i mean it's it, the the sadness was made kind of like um, essentially, with like just sort of the the financing of like an angel investor, you know,
3: mm. all mm-hmm. equity.
0: Maybe I shouldn't uh, go too too deep into that. But at the same time, I mean, whatever. Like you know, you anyone can do the research and find out that sort of stuff. But um, it's a fairly fairly successful film in terms of like uh, Shutter or whatever. Like I think we had the biggest yeah. um, the biggest um, non English uh, premiere on Shudder, uh, ever in the history of Shudder. Right. So like, mm. and, and, and awesome. definitely like the, in terms of like a Taiwanese film, uh, I don't think that anyone's been talking about a Taiwanese film this much in, in a decade, you know, like, I mean, t- yep. Taiwan films don't tend to really have a lot of, um, you know, like over like international appeal. Um, especially not the horror films, the horror films tend to be fairly like, pretty PG. And also they tend to be very like local. They tend to be very much about like local urban legends or local shit, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so, um, so it is cool to, like the, the, the point that I'm trying to make is that there are, there are things about the sadness that can be kind of, you know, like, you know, quantifiably and quali- qualitatively kind of be considered like success. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, obviously I have had like a lot of offers and I have had a lot of phone calls and meetings and this and that and the other thing. And, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm working on something right now. I have a script written. Um, I'm in the process right now of kind of like signing, uh, preliminary sort of sales agreements. I'm finding a lot, finding out a lot about sort of this business now, like the, the way that the way that this, this whole thing works, especially given like, um, the fact that sort of the theater model and like the VHS model isn't really relevant anymore. So it's like, you, you're, you're dealing sure. with like, you're dealing with a situation where you're, 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 Trying to figure out how much you're going to make right from the beginning, and spend. Mm-hmm. and you're and dealing with a lot of things like pre-sales and 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 uh, making kind of commitments to to buyers early on so that they can get a deal on something that maybe down the road would be more, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But at, at the same time, you're trying to build you're trying to build a budget as well, and and then there's this whole aspect as well that has to do with um, grants, money, soft money, tax rebates, this kind of crap, and it's just like sure. it's this whole Super annoying thing. Like you just want to be making a movie and and doing thing, and <laughs> uh, it doesn't work that way. It's like you have to do all this all this shit. Um, and yeah. you know, luckily, I've I've gotten some people now to help me with that. Um, people who do that for a living. That's like all they do. Yeah. Um, but anyway,s yeah. Like the, yeah. the next, just to sort of get to what you actually want to hear, uh, the, the new <laughs> is is going to be uh, more like a, a creature kind of movie. Ooh. I think.
1: Ooh. Nice.
0: Because I because I really that's actually is my my love is like. I like, I like, uh, I mentioned before, like, um, you know, I really like Stuart Gordon. Uh, I think that not only do I like his films, but I also like his sort of philosophy with filmmaking. Like, I think that, um, you know, just sort of his balance between sort of like, this is just a job and we're not, we're not, you know, we're not doing brain surgery here, uh, Hmm. versus like, you know, there still needs to be art. There still needs to be some, some, love here you know yeah. uh, that, that balance that he seems to have with his films is kind of the one that I kind of connect with the most
3: uh, Yeah.
0: Um, so, so yeah and, and he's and he got a lot of really great sort of like movies with like creatures uh, you know like I mean from beyond is kind of sort of a, a high high uh, watermark is that the right yeah. analogy <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah 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 high watermark uh, I mean from beyond is pretty much the only thing that we saw like that since like the thing really you know And, uh, Mm -hmm. the thing is, the thing is obviously the the thing's great, but it's, it also, it it does feel funny to be talking about, it does feel, feel funny to be talking about those movies. Like they're like 40 year old movies at this point, you know, like, what Mm -hmm. are we
3: Mm -hmm. going to
0: see some new, new stuff and like, and be able to like, sort of make, make comparisons to things that came out, like, you know, like recently, like things that uh, like that have that same power.
1: Um, Yeah, we we, we just did uh, Creatures of the Deep we just discussed last week. And coincidentally, we did end up all picking relatively recent movies you know we we kind of all assumed we would be going back to some of those classic you know creature feature types of things but um yeah we ended up talking about uh, like the host piranha 3d (laughs) um and then um uh deep blue sea okay i thought as well
0: uh, deep rising would get would get in there
1: Deep Rising was definitely on the list for a couple of us and and didn't didn't get selected for whatever reason but um yeah that was uh yeah it it, it is interesting because there are I think people it's horror is strange because I, I I do think there is a lot of um like a disproportionate amount of nostalgia yeah um connected to genre films even more than than other uh, other you know other areas of film and so Yeah. yeah and i think so like we're just getting to the point now where there is there are people who are gonna turn around and say like some of these movies with you know you know early early ish not early but um you know what we would consider to be potentially subpar CGI effects, for example, now are, like, that's totally acceptable. That's part of their horror lexicon. Whereas, like, you know, people who are maybe, you know, in, you know, late 30s, early 40s, whatever, a little bit, you know, older even, are like, no, it's practical effects or nothing. You know what I mean? Um, So the shift undoubtedly will happen. It's
0: it's really tough. Like, it's really tough to kind of know, know, like, what, what's going to hit for everyone, you know,
3: like, um, mm-hmm. I was just
0: thinking about that, like recently about like, um, me, me and I, I'm working with uh, like sort of a, the, the, the creature thing is something that I'm working on. It's sort of on the front burner right now, but like on the back burner I'm working with, um, let, let me tell you this, this is something I'm kind of excited about, but I won't say too much about it. Like I have, a, I read a book, uh, recently, I won't say what it was, but it was like a book that I really, really liked a lot. It was, a, it was a horror book. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I, but there was like this whole part towards the end that I didn't understand. And I tried to read reviews on it. And then, uh, and then I ended up like, um, you know, not, um, not finding what I needed to find in the reviews. Like, I still didn't understand what the hell this book was about at the end. And it was like the whole last mm. half, like 150 pages. I didn't, didn't <laughs> understand what the hell was going on because it was like, mm-hmm. it was like, Okay, so you know it's, t- I'm, it's annoying that I'm not telling you the book, but I can't because I don't want to reveal the writer. But anyways, <laughs> no, I but the get point it. is, is that like um, I ended up just writing. I found out that writer's email, and I, I wrote him, and I was like, "What the hell is going on in the last half of the book?" And he, and he wrote me this long email, uh, basically, uh, <laughs> basically just like explaining kind of around it all, and then at the end, like kind of saying there are a few things too that I don't, I'm not, I don't really want to tell you because like they're it's designed so that you won't. To, to kind of confuse and frustrate you as well. And I was like, what the mm-hmm. fuck is that? So then, so then like, <laughs> a, you know, we, we kept in touch and we, and I eventually was like, Hey, you want to like write a script? for a movie with me one day. And he was just like, yeah, actually I've been thinking about that a lot. And I was like, here, I made this movie called, the Sad- this was what, like uh, months ago. So it was before the sadness came out. I was like, here, I made this movie called The Sadness. You wanna look at it? And he's like, yeah, sure. I'll watch it with my son. He's a little Ooh. older, he's got a family. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So i say, uh, so he, he was like, holy shit, that's really crazy, that's a crazy movie, man. Like, and I was like, yeah. So then we start talking about like, the you know, I'm coming around to the point is like, we start talking about like kind of what, how we can make a horror movie that's and kind of try to tap try to uh tap into sort of a fear that like will be sort of a an an emergent fear as like time kind of goes on Mm because you you know the the best films are the ones that really put their finger on like a a issue you know or like Mm -hmm. yeah like oh my god like I can't believe that they're talking about that I I didn't think anyone else was thinking about that too you know like like I I had I had that feeling when I was watching um uh uh, uh midsummer actually because of uh, mm-hmm. but, but I, won't, I won't get into that it, it mostly has to do with sort of how the boyfriend was behaving i was just like i've been that guy i've been that coward too can't break up with his girlfriend you know like he can't mm-hmm. because he just doesn't want to deal with the bullshit you know like and just being a coward like like every man's been a coward like that you know like yeah and yeah. It's so embarrassing and, and and to have the have a movie made about that I felt like personally put on blast almost, you know, like, (laughs) yeah, it was like, um, it was really interesting to, to see kind of like a really specific like emotion or whatever, uh, put on the screen. Like, so, so, so we started talking about like, um, you ever noticed that like, you know, everything's all fucked up and like, and, uh, you know, there are, there are parents that can't talk with their kids anymore because they're because just because of like information and stuff. It's like, you know, like dad doesn't want to take the vaccine or some shit, and then like, and it's like, uh, and these kids are trying to get him to do it or like, like the 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 point is that like there just seems to be just like such a like complete. Like break a total breakdown of just like communication, like and and nobody can talk to anybody anymore, and like and and, and mm-hmm. facts. There, there's no longer is there just sort of like something reliable to reference. Like you can't just reference yeah. like okay, well the you know the the FDA says this, or you, there's you can't reference like uh, mainstream science says this. Like you you just there's no or yeah facts or, facts don't or, exist or, anyway. or like you know or, well, yeah. the you know the, the government says that we that this you know it's like there used to be a time when when you know um, it may not have been true but at least we could agree upon it like when there used to be three networks only in, in the states um,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know at, at least you could point to that as a place to start a conversation mm-hmm. but now yeah. now you can't and it's like and it's it, it actually uh, is and then, and then sometimes you see like the government doing stuff like that seems intentionally, um, like intentionally wrong, and 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 you're like, why would they be doing? Why would they be doing that? Is it is that actually by design to sort of you know make, make you feel like you're going crazy, and then and then really yeah. kind of like uh, just, the the ultimate goal is to sort of destroy like just the fundamental foundation of of, ra- of uh, rationality. And then at that point, yeah. you can get anyone to do anything. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not like, uh, I'm not really like a conspiracy theorist. I don't really, I'm not, really i am not i I live in Taiwan also. Like where my, my political concerns are a lot different than what yours may be, because like, I have different things on my mind than, yeah. than whatever, than sure. vaccine politics and shit. You know, like you're in Taiwan, it was just like, mm. the vaccine's fine. It doesn't matter. Um, mm. and, and that's like, uh, uh, something that, you know, it, it, it's, you know, it's just not, it's just not an issue that people talk about too much uh, in terms of just mm-hmm. like Taiwanese people. But um, uh, I just, I'm just in it for like the sake of like the horror, like the, like what, what, what can we do to make this, what can we do to like um, make a story that really is, about, is kind of terrifying in this way. And, and, and we saw like, I saw like a movie called uh, Ponty Pool.
3: Uh, oh yeah. yeah oh yeah I, that's a great i one. did
0: not like it at all i didn't understand what the hell was going on i didn't get it I didn't, it, it didn't <laughs> yeah. relate to me uh in the way that i that i like to be related to like and it just ended up being kind of just sort of a zombie movie which is sort of like a twist and i wanted it to be kind of more than that uh given that that author is actually quite a quite a good author and it, uh tends to sort of um you know like uh, approach things in kind of a uh, unique way like a more cerebral way, like. Horror, anyways. So, anyways, yeah. So the point mm-hmm. is, is that I'm I'm really excited to try to like down the road try to do something that's like, you know, really ambitious <laughs> in terms of in terms of yeah. horror. Um, but like that that that's the kind of thing that uh, that's the kind of thing that really interests me. Like down the road, and and it's sort of when I see movies like like Titan and stuff mm. that, that are that are just not not about the normal subject matter and and not even. Uh, uh, fitting into genre categories you know like yeah. yeah. movie he's just so genre agnostic um it, like i mean i it it was such a like a breath of fresh air like i remember i saw that in calgary um mm-hmm. i was there for the festival at the calgary flash festival and i saw that movie there and i was just like man this is fucking amazing this is amazing like more people should make movies like this where it's just like just all all passion and like all like um. yeah
1: it feels like a a really well thought out stream of consciousness almost Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. where it's like it's just go you're going in the direction that the story's leading you without a lot of those same traditional like storytelling
4: functionality traditional beats of this happens and this happens and this happens you know it's it's it's,
0: What? <laughs> yeah. But the yeah, thing yeah. is, though, about that film, though, is that it's like um, the, the the you. It, it, I think that it, it, you know it is definitely like I, I, to say that it's a stream of consciousness thing is like not. I, I don't think it's giving it enough credit because it definitely does have mm-hmm. a structure, and it and it is it, uh, just surprising that something that is on paper about this, this, and this, ten, it, it in the end becomes this very, very like. Um, uh, beautiful film about that's just about like unconditional like Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. just
1: a relationship yeah but uh, yeah i i I get what you're saying yeah it is it's a it's a very well written film but like it's one of those ones where
4: it's another one that you can't really trust of where it's going to go yeah because it goes from
1: you're you're it's not a to b to c it's a to (laughs) God knows where, and then eventually you right. get to see, but it just goes in directions that you did not anticipate. When you see the first five minutes of that film, you're like, the last thing I think of is this person is going to have this type of relationship with right. this type yeah, of person. And, and yeah. then,
0: and then also like the yeah. the the, this, the crazy risky tightrope tightrope walk of that film too is how they're essentially uh, to looking at a uh, female to male transition. Through the lens of body horror, mm-hmm. like it's it's mm-hmm. so risky. It's such a it's such a night Twitter nightmare, you know. But it but she oh, threaded yeah. the needle on that one, you know. She it made it work, mm-hmm. and and everyone's just like, Bravo, you know. Just like, damn, yeah, what, yeah. A, what an accomplishment. Anyways, um, yeah, sorry guys,
1: I'll I'll ask you one more thing, and again, a selfish one. Um, you know, I I I I don't know a lot of pure taiwanese horror movies you know I, I i know of some of those kind of more like exploitation type um you know uh, uh films that we talked about early on but like if there are you know maybe one or two taiwanese horror movies that are especially ones that are representative of like what taiwanese horror is in a, in a somewhat modern sense like what what would you suggest to someone to go
0: out and find um Oh God, you're putting me in a, in a tough position right now because like, uh, I, 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 personally don't think that there's been like a very good Taiwanese horror film, uh, mm. you know, made and it, like, like the, that's just okay. And the thing is, is that that's, that's actually just not really what, where Taiwan shines in terms of film.
3: Uh, mm.
0: if you want to watch a, a really good Taiwanese film, uh, okay, yeah, just yeah, wa- watch, um, a, a brighter a brighter summer day by edward yang by okay. and um that that movie is uh uh it, it's like you know it's like the taiwanese godfather essentially
2: um, it's, okay. it's, it's about
0: kind of like you know growing up under um you know mar- like uh, martial law uh very very like strict um and uh like oppressive government and then kind of kids kind of trying to find out who they are um, and kind of also le- like kind of getting the American, you know, like Elvis Presley, like the, the American influence, the Western influence coming in and like, and th- th- just kids trying to figure out who they are. And then also, also this sort of like organized crime aspect to it. And like, um, it's, it's really great. It's really, really like, like you'll, you'll get, you'll, you'll get a lot out of it. I think, uh, I think that that's, that's probably one of the best films that has come out of Taiwan. That's like from the ni- nineteen ninety two i want to i want to say the 90s. okay um as far as uh, uh as far as like um yeah like i don't know the, the, taiwan's always been more of like a, you know uh art like you know they're going for the in terms of international appeal they're going for like the, the, the can film festival type films and stuff like, sure, like, sure. Uh, they're, they're not really doing they don't only recently have there been like horror movies coming out and they're not, they're just, I can't really recommend any of them because they're just objectively not as good as like ones that that you would see coming out of, uh, other parts of, other parts of Asia, say Korea, for example, or, or, well, the kind that used to come out of Japan. I saw a very, Mm -hmm. very good, uh, Hong Kong movie, uh, sort of like a crime, (laughs) crime drama. um, (laughs) And, uh, uh, it's called Limbo. See if you can find that.
3: Yeah. I that, that,
0: that movie is, uh, blew me away. Just like such a well, well made, well crafted film. Uh, and then, um, also, um, what, what else is it about, about that movie? It's also, it's also very mean, very like, um, uh, mean spirited. I think, I think that, uh, but it, like I said, it's a, it's a Hong Kong movie, not a, not a Taiwanese movie. Um, gotcha. Limbo. Definitely. Absolutely. You got to watch that. Um, and then Brighter Summer Day for just like a, just a good Taiwanese film. Um, and that's about, that's about all I can think of.
1: <laughs> no, those are great. Those are two that I have, I have no frame of reference on. So yeah, I'm always looking for something that, um, like I said, I can just kind of go in blind and just kind of discover as it goes. So. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I,
0: I, I mentioned, um, I mentioned Limbo specifically be, just because like, I, I only saw it like a couple days ago. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, it, it, i just feel i feel like i just haven't seen a really good movie in a long time i was just oh God, yeah. thank you like i was just so happy to, to just <laughs> yeah, someone, yeah. Ca- someone still cares someone still is trying to make something good you know and someone's like putting the effort and the and the, the passion forward to to make like a, a good sort of um you know like a, you know what do you call that like uh higher tier kind of like action crime sort of horror mm-hmm. kind of like you know like s- that that seven vibe where it's like almost like okay, yeah just because of how, just because of how like, a gr- like a grittier thriller yeah, 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 kind of just because about how, yeah, yeah. how horrible the killer does and like how implicit sort of like the crime scenes are like you're just like oh god you know but it's like um, yeah, but yeah. just the way that it's like shot it's all it's a black and white film too which is pretty wild mm-hmm. um oh. Oh cool. Yeah, cuz that that's that's about all I can think of for for that kind of stuff. I wish I wish that I could give more recommendations, but it's it's getting t- tougher and tougher as time goes on. Do you guys have anything to recommend to me that you've seen recently that's really good?
4: Season 3 of Barry. Wait, what?
0: So Will uh, <laughs> Hater show?
4: Yeah. It's re- it's really good. Like yeah. especially like yeah. season 3 gets incredibly dark and like Is it funny? Uh yeah, it's like a dark comedy. So like the first the first season is pretty high, like pretty surface level comedy. But like as it goes on, it gets just darker and deeper because the character keeps digging himself into these terrible holes. Mm. Cool. All
0: right. Anything else?
2: Nothing has been giving me too excited. I mean, I watched Duel and I thought that was an interesting concept. And I think I was more excited to find out Emma Ruth Rundle did the like score for it. And then I like wanted, to, I don't know if you saw men yet, but I was kind of, I'm like waiting to talk to someone about it. Cause I, I you know I don't, what? I don't... Let me, let, if,
0: you, if you're if you up for it, I'd love to talk with you about men because I, I got a, I got a few <laughs> things to say about that film. But like, sure, uh,
2: these guys haven't watched it yet. So, okay. but yeah, I'm here No, I'm go here ahead
0: though. It. Okay. Uh, how, how about, how about you, Brian? You got any, any, any recommendations? I was trying
1: to think, you know, I've, I've definitely been on a kick recently of just watching absolute. Horseshit, um, like really weird. I, we we talked about not that long ago. I absolutely was blown away by um, uh, a Japanese film called uh, uh, The Boxer's Omen um, <laughs> that I just genuinely loved every second of. And it's just completely out there, really wacky, corny practical effects. It's free on YouTube. We ended up doing an episode on it. I think just because I. They, I think I got to pick yeah. that episode. That, that one's for actually a, a Hong and Kong
4: I, movie. The Japanese one. That is. Oh, you're right. That the is The Japanese Hong Kong movie, movie we, you yeah. watched was nine seven six Pinocchio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: We I was on a bit of a uh, a bit of a cyberpunk kick there for a while too. But uh, yeah, that was um, yeah. Oh yeah, nine six four Pinocchio. And then yeah, this was the Hong Kong one. Um, the Boxers' Omen was really really fun. But uh, uh, another one that just came. Just, i just watched it for the second time and i, I don't know if we did an episode of it. it was uh it was a spanish or it was a spanish language film but i can't remember steve might remember where it was um i was trying to look it up real quick but the last matinee do oh, yeah. you remember we talked yeah, about that, that? Was where gonna, was that from it wasn't uh,
2: was spain it was south, south america south mm-hmm.
4: america
1: yeah i was gonna say it was somewhere in south america i, w- I kept wanting to say it was well like- i
4: think it was a joint production
1: Oh, is Uruguay? Yeah, it was a joint production. It was like Uruguay Argentina. and Argentina. Yeah, but it it is this weird, like South American, like love letter to American slashers of the '80s, as well as like giallo flicks. Uh, and it was just really, really fun and well done. And yeah, the that that's that I I went back and rewatched it. This past week and liked it even more than the first time I watched it.
0: Wow, well, that's that's great. Uh, it, it, it's called, yeah. Did you say it was called the Last Matinee? The
1: Last Matinee, yeah. And it just ca- just came out. I'm just trying to Google real quick. Uh, Yeah, it just came out in the last couple of years. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, like so. I'm, I'm trying to like think about stuff that like you know you know stuff that I've seen that I that I like. Like I'm really trying to rack my brain as you're as you're, speaking. Mm-hmm. and like yeah, the stuff that I'm trying. That's the only thing I can think of is like, do you ever watch um uh 30 coins the uh oh alex that shit Dele is so good, good. yeah i yeah. thought that was a
1: no i'm seeing
0: it yeah you should watch that and also try to look try to look at alex de la iglesia's iglesia movies i think that he's a he's sort of a uh not like he's not regarded in the light that he should be like i think he's a really underrated director um but 30 yeah. coins is just it's like this uh it's, it's, uh, 30 coins is in reference to like the 30 coins that were paid to Judas to, to ride on Jesus. Right. And it, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Coins have like magical power, but like they have like magical, like evil power because they're, they're representations of like, be- like pure representations of betrayal. So like this, mm-hmm. this cult, like wants to like get them all together so that they can have like, um, you know, ultimate evil power. But then like this, this mm-hmm. ex priest and a, and a veterinarian get together and they start scooby doing around the globe. Solving all kinds of like supernatural capers and stuff, and it's just like it's just such a wacky show, and it's funny, and it's scary, and it's goofy, and it's got monsters in it, and it's like just such a such a fun show. But the problem is though, is that you can't be fucking around on your phone while you watch it because mm. Spanish yeah. people talk so fast, and like and it's on sub it's subtitled, so you have to be like super quick at, at like getting because I I'm pretty fast at reading, and like and I'm finding myself like sweating when I watch this show because it <laughs> talks. so fast. Sure. Uh, and then also just just to this is not even a new movie. This is like a movie that's like eight years old, but um, I just should mention it because I really like it a lot. It's called the world, the world of Kanako, and it's um, it's by uh, Tetsuya Nakashima. is like a Japanese um, uh, director, and it's just this like um, this story about this manipulative high school girl. Uh, and, and her detective father who's trying to find her because she disappears. And it's like, I, I remember just watching that completely blind one day and just being like,
3: like, Oh my God,
0: like just having that, that feel, that feeling that you get when you watch something really good and you, and you, you feel almost like just thankful that there's still good stuff, you know, that yeah. you haven't seen. You yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, regarding, regarding men, um, the, uh, the, 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 the I, I really, I, I don't know that I, I can say that I, I like that movie as a whole, um, Because I, I didn't f- find it to kind of like resolve, uh, in a in a way that was like satisfying. Um, I, but, like,
2: I'll jump in because I had a similar feeling of like, I felt like they used a lot of religious symbolism throughout the whole thing. But like there was no commentary on it or they weren't, I don't feel like they were fully saying they were like, here is just another way we can tell you how religion hates women in general and and just through a different lens of a story, you know,
0: the the way that's what I'm, what I'm sort of thinking that you're talking about is how they were sort of showing that like, like pre-Christian sort of stuff like that, that Druidic, uh, there's this one part, if I don't, if I'm not mistaken, where they show some sort of like sculpture and it it, it looks, yeah, 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 exactly. Like some old ass uh, Druidic uh, pre-Christian stuff. And, uh, and my, my sort of um, take of that was sort of like, okay, there's this. This is explaining what's going on in a supernatural context. Like, there's some sort of there's some sort of like uh, energy. Like, this movie isn't just purely subjective, and it's not ju- it's not just like Mother, where it's just like abstract and just sort of sure. existing with its own world. This is serving not just to show how historically. Men have hated women or, or, or been abusive to women historically, but it's actually trying to give some context, like as to why this is happening, and and, and also later when you when you see the finale, like why, why what happens happens because there actually is sort of a supernatural element to this, like this is like a a, a charged a, a land charged with energy with occult energy or something like mm-hmm. this, you know. That's the way I took it. Um,
2: I think that's an interesting take on it too, because I think if you look at it that way it doesn't feel so necessarily just like on the nose for everything that they were trying to say. Cause like every single thing could have like has its own story and it could be related to then this rebirth of like um, that character and just like kind of, I don't know, each thing is just like even starting from when she showed up at the house and you know, she eats the apple and we're like, start, we're just getting these things that are just like so in your face. You're like, okay, I know that story. So I was taking it maybe more literally in a lot of ways of like looking at each of the stories that they were referencing throughout it. And I was like, okay, but like, I I feel like I would have felt more impassioned about it if they maybe in turned around and had like an actual social commentary about what they wanted. Well, this is like,
0: it's, it's, this is a, the ultimate movie to talk. This is sort of like, like, you know, a 24 kind of horror and, and sort of, what I like to think of as like sort of sub sort of subjectivity in, in mainstream film, uh, like m- mainstream, about as mainstream as a 24 ever gets. Like so, it's something like Titan, right. Where it's like, it's coming from a, a completely subjective viewpoint where it's like, um, what I mean by that is like, there's, this doesn't really take place in reality. This takes place in sort of like, um, like a, it, it, on its own terms, you know, because, because like, uh, for example, like let's say a movie, like a vampire movie or something, um, like that actually is, it, it does take place in reality, but it just has this, this supernatural element in it. And the people in that world regard it as being unusual. They're like, what vampires don't exist. So it's, so it, mm-hmm. it it's, mm. it's not real. like it, whereas like in, um, in men, for example, all of the men that are in the in the film are all played by that same actor, right? Right. They're, they're,
2: they're supposed to be the same person in general. Right.
0: But but they're not but it's not acknowledged by the, the woman, right? It's, it's right. It's it's not for her, it's for us. It's it's to mm-hmm. it's because this movie is a a, a, a a like right on its sleeve, this is a metaphor. This is this is not
1: taken yes. as but, It's almost in like a little microcosm or like in its own little vacuum. But at the
2: same time, um, I'm curious if you wouldn't think that that would be for her because she, uh, like everything that happened to that character, especially when things just started like going off the rails towards the end, um, was somehow like symbolic of even her husband's death. Like the way, you know, like the way the arm was like cut, you know, like and just the way and like the leg being broke, like, even just trying to read a little bit more into it, and then he obviously spoilers. If you haven't watched Men, I'm gonna spoil this. Like James, kind of coming to life at the end, you know, as that final form of this this thing that's evolving.
0: We're have, like we're kind of like I think that uh, we're just kind of like, uh, like the, the when I say like you know, oh, this is for her or this is subjective. Like I think mm-hmm. like we're, I think we're having a miscommunication about like okay. what, what I mean by that because like indeed in a way you could say that it is, it is for her because it's, it's her subjective experience. But what I mean is like, um, so like with, um, uh, let's, let's say for example, okay, so like for, like if there was just a line, if there was just a, a line in the movie where like, you know, she, she walks into the room and there's two, then there's two guys that look sort of the same as each other. Cause they're played by the same actor. And she's like,
3: mm.
0: are you guys cousins? Or like, I mean, if, if there sure. was like, if there was a line like that, then we would know that this is, this is not, uh, this is reality. This is like more or less our world. But if it was like, mm. but, because, but because of it being within just like what Brian said, its own sort of microcosm uh, all of a sudden, you know uh, you, you can't really judge it. You have to judge it on its own terms. You can't judge the film, like sort of, uh, you know, like, like it, you know, cause it, cause it's creating its own world. It, so you can't like, it's hard to kind of be um, you, it's hard to judge it on, on anything other than just sort of like, um, you know, I mean, in my mind, like the, the sort of how it makes you feel kind of overall.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and also it just in terms of like performances and and, and things like that, I don't know, like, like towards the end when there's that big special effects thing, spoiler. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just happy to see a big special effects thing, you know, like, I mean, mm-hmm. the, that was great. Uh, and, but in terms of just sort of like, you know, what is this movie okay, is, is this movie about kind of like this woman dealing with kind of like the, the, the trauma of, of, you know, of this experience of, of her husband uh, of uh, committing, oh, Jesus sorry, guys, committing suicide. Um, but then, um, you know, it, uh, so, and then it's sort of just her kind of like working through it and, and also sort of feeling kind of, uh, so is, is it all just a dream? Is it all in her head? Is this just something that's happening like within her, within her mm-hmm, mind? Like, mm-hmm. is, that, is that what this all is? um because if it is then um then go further with that you know like make it make it wilder like make it crazier mm-hmm. like I, I mean i think I you've
2: given me also in like a new perspective which is also why i love doing this podcast with these guys because i think i get to think about things a little differently i'd be curious even to explore more because i i have a feeling though because when right after i watched it i was like I don't know exactly how I feel, but I also don't really have any sort of religious background. So I need to look up what do these things mean? And like, is there any sort of relation to like and that it might even looking at it through this world of like, they're creating this world around also these ideas though, you know, so what I mean? So I'd be Mm -hmm. curious, um, to revisit it again, but.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen this movie, but first I'm, this conversation has given me a lot of when we talked about uh, the killing of a sacred mm. deer it's given me a lot of those vibes mm. where it's like oh. these really weird yeah. like the weird um performances you know these weird sterile performances that you're like oh this is part of that world um and it's not weird to anyone in the movie right. so it starts to make you question the rationale behind that very explicit directing Mm -hmm. decision. You know what I mean? Because it's not just one performance. It's not just whatever the heck his name is. Uh, uh, Colin Farrell. It's not just Colin Farrell making an acting decision. They're being directed to act like this. And it's supposed to paint a picture of this kind of like abnormal world that they're in. And the world is built around, in this instance, a a religious metaphor. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny to like, like, that's the, that's the thing about that film. I I think that killing of a sacred deer is like a, you know, you know, just a superior film overall. Like I'd rather watch that than men, for example, not, not to say that they're um, similar in any other way than, than just because of this, this sort of um, subjective kind of in its own world aspect, like we were talking about, but like, um, you know, I'm not entirely like, you know, the, the kind of, the way that the dialogue is delivered and like kind of the way that, that the, the people behave and that, that just what you're talking about, that sort of peculiar way that people are relating to one another and talking in that film. It's like, it's, it's working towards an end, but I don't, I'm not really able to put my finger on exactly what exactly it's doing or how it's working, but like, but the effect, the overall effect of it just kind of disorienting me and setting me up yeah. for, um for kind of sort of gut punches towards the end um is is really like it, it's effective. So like I mean that that just speaks to the to the the ability of the director of being able to kind of like mm. um you know being able to kind of do something that I as it's happening to me I don't even really understand how it's working or operating, but still I'm able yeah. to like I'm able to to reap the benefit of it. In other words be like, you know, emotionally moved by like the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. even though I'm not really even sure how the mechanics of it work. Like Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: I was like that. That's what I found myself in that movie. Almost getting, I don't say hung up on it, but maybe distracted is the best word where I was like, why are they why are they acting in this way? Is it because this whole thing and all the happenings and the intertwined relationships between the married couple and the kids and then this troubled, you know, teen is it is this the way that he is imagining it? Because he's obviously has, you know, struggling with some sort of, um, you know, mental illness or something like that. So is it like is this kind of sterile way of dealing with one another? The something that is inflicted upon the world by him? You know what I mean? I don't There's know. also like a, a Greek
0: know. like it, it's based on some sort of old Greek story, too, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's right. It's not biblical. It's Greek. Yeah. I think you're right. Well, the, the thing,
0: I knew The th- thing is about that is like, you know, that all of a sudden, um, you know, it, it, it's the, that kind of storytelling is, is uh, it frees itself up to be like, you don't have to be, um, you don't have to go by pure um, objective reality anymore. Like there, there is sort of like, mm-hmm. a, there is sort of a, a license to kind of um, be. Um, a, a little more like, I don't know, a, a theatrical is the first word that comes to mind. I don't know if it's
1: part- like esoteric almost in how everyone's reacting to one another. Yeah. Like it can mean, can mean a lot more or it can mean something totally different because this isn't
0: the real yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Like, like yeah. And, and yeah. I, maybe like, maybe, at, at, you know, at the end of the day, like, I'm, I like sort of trying to zero in on, on, on these kind of things, uh, is mm. at, at the very least we can say kind of like, um, it, a movie like killing of the Sac- killing of a sacred deer is like it rem- it's like it reminds me of something but i don't exactly know what it reminds me of you know like it, it's like a weird mm-hmm. a weird sort of feeling where you feel kind of it, there's a familiarity to, to the way things are or, or at least i should know what it is but but there's it's impossible for me to know what it is but but yeah the
1: there's a little bit of an of a uncanny valley type of thing going on maybe or something but then like
0: uh, a movie like yeah. mother for example it's like i know exactly what this is all coming from and it and, and that mm-hmm. works a lot less uh you know it, it works it works a lot less effectively than than something like that just because it's like it's so i know exactly exactly what they're referencing here and it's just like you know there's there's the ambiguity the ambiguity and the and the the art again is is uh not not really uh not really present we did
1: an episode on mother where we actually uh uh had this it, was, no, oh, it was religious yeah, it was horror, religious horror but you yeah. know
4: it came down yeah. to like mother because brian and i have such a catholic upbringing mother was mother was like super on the nose for us so like you're saying there was no ambiguity where meg didn't have that upbringing so it was actually more foreign to her
0: yeah and i i I, uh yeah exactly like i mean just like the you know it's almost like instead of doing a painting somebody just Gets the paintbrush and just writes down what the painting is about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is Darren. That is Darren Aronofsky.
1: You just described.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I used to. I used to love his films. I used to love like. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I guess I haven't watched Requiem for a Dream since it first came out. Maybe maybe I wouldn't be as impressed by it. See, I wasn't. Days. I wasn't <laughs> when it
4: first came out. Even I was just like, okay, yeah, it's an anti-drug. I'm like, I'm not here for it. I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. I- what was the other way he did? Uh, did
1: he do is he Black Swan too? Yeah. yeah. See that one I yeah. like. That one I yeah, like. Yeah, that was yeah, that was fun. I mean, again, the the um yeah, the analogies and stuff are, are a little on the nose, but he does the intense visual stuff.
0: I saw well, just like yeah. the meme where like it just shows all the stuff that he ripped off from uh Satoshi Khan's perfect blue. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and I was just like, I don't want to watch this. Like, I'd rather just, this just makes me want to watch Perfect Blue again. So I'm actually, yeah, I know. Black Swan.
1: Um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it, I mean, yes, th- it, there's definitely a lot of parallels there. But it's, I mean, obviously one being like animated and stuff, it it makes it visually at least, it, which is all I come to expect kind of from Darren Aronofsky films is like, there's going to be some fun visually striking stuff.
3: Yeah.
0: His, mm. the, when you say his name quickly it, it sounds like you're saying dairy aausky <laughs> Nos- <laughs> <Derriere> Nos- <laughs> that's my Yinzer accent Nos- <laughs> no, it's, not, it's, it's not it's not like a it's not a, a criticism of, of you or your accent it's more just like a yeah. thing I like I like to think of him a little bit of as, as a, as a dairy you know? <laughs> 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 yeah anyways um, I, I'm sure he's a wonderful man uh, yeah much more accomplished than I am anyhow. Um, but anyway yeah let's 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 put a put a pin in it, boys and girls and I'll talk yeah. to you next time.
1: No, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for, for the time. And, um, yeah, really excited to see, uh, really excited to see, um, you know, what you do next. And obviously you are more than welcome at any point. Uh, we'd love to, to chat with, uh, other fellow, uh, film nerds, especially, uh, one that's as knowledgeable as you. So appreciate Uh your time.
0: That's awfully nice. If you, uh, yeah, I mean like, you know, if you, if you have any kind of like topic that comes up or something that you, that you think that I, I would know about, uh, then, uh, you know, don't feel free not to, to holler at me. And if, if I mm. I'm not interested, I'll just be like, no guys, I can't do it. Sure. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nice yeah, maybe to- when we yeah. do our when we do our street trash episode
2: or something. <laughs> we,
1: yeah. Oh yeah, dude.
0: Uh, I love that movie. How did you know that I love that movie?
1: I saw you uh, an interview uh with you at uh <laughs> or maybe it was something at uh, uh at a festival or something, you talked yeah, yeah. about seeing street trash there.
0: Yeah, that, that that was Fantasia again. That was when I was wearing a suit. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Okay, cool yeah. guys. Uh I'll talk to you guys next time, right?
4: All all right. right. Sounds good. All thanks. right. Thanks, thanks. Rob. Yeah. So yeah, uh let's just say thanks again to Rob for coming on and then uh you mm-hmm. know, go check out his film The Sadness, obviously. You can find it on all yeah. the Ryan, streaming. I think
2: like you guys are like so simpatico. Yeah. I felt that way down um, the whole I was like I was like we well, should step the, away just, here. Give them some well, advice. I was
1: just like the insufferable nerdiness yeah. that's happening right now is like, <laughs> I'm just imagining people just like shutting off unsubscribed. <laughs> like,
2: like, no, it was a good talk. Yeah, I, think, a th- I think we got a lot of really great like insight to the, the sadness and it was really cool. Yeah. I learned more about Rob too, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, super open mm-hmm. and like not, not like no, no mm-hmm. ego, you mm-hmm. know, it was just, yeah, it was cool, but... Well, once again, yeah, thank you to, uh, Rob, Rob Jabaz for, uh, for coming on and spending so much time with us and here in our, uh, I, I, I do genuinely hope he goes and watches the Boxers Omen. (laughs) Um, and then, you know, probably then declines our next request to come on the show. But, um, if you haven't already, uh, not blowing smoke here at all you gotta go watch the sadness uh on shutter and if you don't have shutter already like come on uh listen i understand there's a lot of streaming services out there and they're not paying us a dime but holy fuck there's a lot of good stuff mm-hmm. on there and uh and the sadness i think that's the only place it's streaming right yeah. now so you should definitely go
4: check it or, out if um, you're french and you're listening to this i think it's coming to the theaters july 6th so Ooh. Oh your oui, oui.
1: um yeah.
3: <laughs> For all French, of our French no.
1: listeners, <laughs> yeah, we <Oui>, we. <oui>. Uh, <laughs> this saison, this saison du Pont made me uh, a little French over here. Um, yeah, so that was that was a lot of fun. Hopefully, we'll uh, have Rob back in the future. Um, but hey, guys, uh, probably a good time to mention if you have any, um, you know. F- contacts any filmmaker friends any f- directors that you're particularly interested in that uh you think might be willing to come and talk to us we'd love to have them on the show uh we've got a couple other uh guests coming up they're going to be exciting as well that have agreed to uh to come on here and let us flap our gums at them about uh you know chips and beers and uh and and spooky ooky shit and stuff like that so um and as always give us one of them follows over on the social medias cuz that's where you're going to be able to connect with us and also see what we got coming up here uh don't forget live show june the 25th Hop farm brewing company come on down and see us be part of some crimes we're gonna commit <laughs> um anything else uh oh and uh tune in next week as we reveal our remake reimagination reimagining whatever the right word is there uh flicks for our showdown episode for next month Anything else, guys? No, I think Mm-mm. it's. Re-
2: I think I'm ready for bed. So, yeah, I'm me too. Way past I'm gonna bedtime. go
1: smoke weed and pass out, <laughs> boys and girls. For the Halloween is forever crew. I'm Brian. I'm Meg.
4: I'm gonna go watch Columbo. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, bye.